Hello, this is Larry Russ, former keyboardist and vocalist for the classic rock band Iron Butterfly. I'm hanging out rocking with Seattle Wave Radio. Welcome to Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7-365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. My guest today is Frida Mock. He is an American filmmaker, director, screenwriter, and producer and co-founder of the American Film Foundation. Her documentary, Maya Lin, A Strong, Clear Vision, won an Academy Award for Best Feature Documentary in 1995, and she has had five Academy Award nominations, two Primetime Emmy Awards, and three Primetime Emmy Award nominations. Her new film, Anita, Speaking Truth to Power, will be in theaters this April 4th, and we're just absolutely thrilled to have Freedom Off with us today. So thanks, Frida, for coming on. I'm happy to be speaking with you and your Seattle audience. <laughs> well, we are, are so happy to have you. You have, a, you have a huge fan base here. In fact, I was just talking to uh, the ladies who are out in Whidbey Island at the Hedgebrook Foundation, and they are all waiting for this film to come out, and they're going to take their entire chapter over to the Sundance Theaters in April to, to view this. And, and, and I couldn't be happier for that because I really feel like this film speaks to to many generations, not only the generations that kind of lived through Anita Hill's experience at that time back in the 90s, but a whole new generation, especially of of young women who really were the beneficiaries of of what she went through and the cultural change and the shift that you you captured so brilliantly in this film. Thank you so much. And you you speak so perfectly about how we hope this film particularly um, uh, is, appeals to the next generation who were born after the hearings, but who are uh, who face those same issues, whether they're going into the workplace still or the military, or, or certainly if they're just going into college. That these issues of sexual harassment, while there has been great reform and and, and you know uh, success in, in in protecting working workers, um, still there's a lot to be done when you think of what uh, goes on in college campuses, where one out of five women, they say, statistically will be raped, and, and certainly in the, in, the, in the military, there have been uh, really diff- big, big challenges in terms of sexual assault. So, Absolutely, yeah. and we're seeing that even right now going on from, from the very top of the command chain in the military all the way down. Why was it important for you to make this film? Well, when the opportunity came up in about 2009, to uh, do a film with Anita Hill, um, I had not actually thought, you know, uh, much of these, uh, about her life because actually, like many Americans, we knew her really in, in that nine hours. Uh, uh, we, we, we kind of she was frozen in time to many of us in that blue dress, you know, after that nine-hour testimony, and then she went on to, uh, with her life, and I, I didn't really know what had happened to her, but. When the opportunity came to do, do a film about her, I thought, well, this is a time, the 20th anniversary is coming up. Um, this this uh, t- 
time frame gives us a, a kind of enough distance to try to understand what really was going on, both with her and her life and her life after the hearings, and also a chance to look at in 20 years what has happened to the issue of sexual harassment and what, what you know, strides have we done to protect um, all of us, men and women, and boys and girls from um, the harassment, you know. Um, so that's why I felt the 20, you know, that it was time to do a film now. Um, she was such a game changer. She really changed the course of history for uh, working men and women and the next you know, generation coming up. And um, I think many of us didn't know where, what happened to her and, and who was she, actually, uh, because I thought that the hearings were so uh, sensationalized that the facts were lost for me and for many, you know, um, about the fact she was a professor of law, that she came from this incredible close-knit um, um, uh, religious family, and she was the last of 13 children, you know, greatly loved. Um, and uh, that uh, how she was raised explains a lot of how she was able to endure that, the kind of scrutiny uh, by the all-white, male, middle-aged um, Senate Judiciary Committee members. And almost a, a, a good old boys club feel, which I, I think a, a lot of women were feeling in, in, in a broader spectrum around the, the, the country at that time. Uh, but mm -hmm. it was just exactly played out for display for the whole world, really, to see um, through these Senate hearings, which she really was used for political purposes. But what I felt about this film, this film isn't political. I, I couldn't tell if it was a red film or a blue film, or I don't even know who's red and who's blue anymore, but I, I didn't feel like there was any bias one way or another. You were just telling the story. It is what it is. I mean, whether we like it or not, or, you know, it happened, and, and, and these are the facts, and you laid them out really perfectly for people to really follow the story and and, and really reflect on that time if you were here and probably be absolutely shocked to know that that existed in our country if, if you weren't old enough to, to remember it at that time. Yes, and the fact that actually it was only just shy of 20 years, meaning it was now, you know, I intended the film to be this 20-year time frame, and uh, now it's the 23rd year since uh, the 91 hearings, but it's not that long ago, and yet it seems in one sense so anachronistic the way the men spoke to her, that asking if she were a spurned woman, you know, and I, you just mm -hmm. don't, I think, this is only 20 years ago that the language is such that you would actually, you know, formulate those words <laughs> to accuse somebody of that uh, um, behavior. Um, so it, it's, uh, as you said, it really, I think looking at it today, it, it does for those of us who saw the hearings, anyone over 30, I figure, you know, who, whose parents were talking about the hearings or reacting, um, it, it really, I feel, puts us through a reflection, a reconsideration of what we thought and what we understand now. Because it, you're, I'm happy to say the way you framed or looked at that film, I intended it to really just tell a story, you know, and it's just her story that has, had not been told. And, uh, and um, it, it was not, a, yeah, none of those uh, agendas that you refer to, you know, this way or that way. And it's mm -hmm. for you to, to, to understand and hopefully uh, you know, gain a greater insight, really. Well, not only were we watching here in the United States, and one thing, and probably because of my age at that time, and I was, you know, younger and my world was smaller and I'm really 
more self-centered as a as a you know 20 year old person um, i i didn't realize until i saw the film how this was affecting women globally and you, you talked about the tailor in Ghana who had women coming in and wanting them to make that dress for her because it really was kind of a, a sign of empowerment. Yes, yes. So that that was I love the that the idea when she just casually said she still had the dress. I said I could yeah that was interesting and I think it's specific that this was the dress and at the same time it became yes uh, a symbol of many things. So call it what you want. Just l- liking to be a copycat, you know, the latest, mm-hmm. the latest dress, or in fact making a political statement. But you're right, I think it mm-hmm. does symbolize blue as a color, color of power. And it was charming to think that she didn't really plan it that day to, to wear that dress. As she said, you can, you know, you, nothing can prepare you to, to what to wear to, to sit before the Senate Judiciary Committee, you know. And uh, oh. I, I'm happy that she didn't pull out a, a beige suit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the blue really stood out. Yes, yeah. but it, it's it's incredible to watch what what somebody had to endure. It, it, it's almost hard to watch, and I, and I remember at that time thinking, um, having compassion for her. Um, anyone who I'm thinking this is, is what happens to people who go before the Senate. You know, they're they're kind of it, it's it's almost the modern day tarred and feathered and. Um, uh, type of uh, scarlet letter almost, uh, you know, this public berating of, of somebody for someone else's own gain. It was, and I remember feeling compassion, even though I, yeah. I don't think I even understood it as much as a 20-year-old as I do now as a 40-year-old, um, what she was going, yeah. I've thought about her many times since since watching those those hearings many years ago. How did the film change you and, and your views? after meeting her and getting to know her and reliving this experience? Well, I just have nothing but admiration, as I always had when I saw her then, but to see her in person, to also um, know she's uh, just uh, the, uh, uh, you know, extraordinarily accomplished as a, you know, as a a student, as an attorney, as a professor, uh, but also as a person who just fun to be with you know she's very um just uh present and uh, uh just a uh, uh, just a warm and fun and funny person and when you know she has a sense of humor and all the things that you expect in a, a fully realized person you know and she's all those things in the sense that um i i know she she feels she's funny when she says to me that when people meet her they expect her to be in the blue dress and and they're just very happy to see she's 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 okay. There, I think there's a relief mm-hmm. that she's you know gone on with. She's really, as we know, she has a very full life and and very fulfilled, and uh, it's a life of purpose and and uh, rich uh, family and friends. Um, and my and, heart really went out for her parents watching them in this film and having you know they they sat behind her the whole time and and to, and to watch her child you know, I have children of my own now and 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 to watch that kind of be happening to your child is is heartbreaking you have a lot of I, and I know I had a lot of compassion for them um, as as a parent. Well, um, I, I I didn't realize the depth of. Um, how difficult that was for the parents in that um, just uh, I think right after Sundance where you know nine members of her family attended um, the older brother Ray who was 
at her side when she came home uh, to, to Norman, Oklahoma, after the hearings, um, said to me that um, he was always her older brother who protected her, his younger sister. And he said he sat through those hearings and he couldn't do anything to help her. And there's the sense of helplessness that I think he and perhaps the family felt that their little, their young, their baby, because she's number 13, was being grilled in a way that was so wrenching, I think, and um, um, so, you know, difficult. Um, Mm -hmm. It was hard, I think, for the, I mean, anyway, with great dignity, they just were very stoic. And therefore, when I mentioned that this homecoming of the film just a month ago, when we had a special family screening, I, I just understood fully how happy they were to have their their family story told as it was uh, factually and truthfully, and not to be under the glare of that time in the, those kinds of you know scurrilous comments made about their a member a member of their family. Well, and, and even after the hearings ended and where most of us clicked off the TV and went on with our lives, she was still enduring. They tried to get her fired from the law school. She was getting death threats. I mean, this went on for a, a long time after. So when the rest of us kind of got back on with our lives, she was still enduring a lot of this um, hatred that was so oddly still coming her way. And she's a very c- courageous woman to be able to really carry so much of this on her back for, um, well, really changed the direction. I mean, the sexual harassment laws are forever changed for the good because of her. Yes. And I I think she'll say that she, uh, with all that, she always had uh, her family and close friends that gave her the foundation support to to put to, to deal with this and to perhaps put it in perspective because she knew she knew from the love and the support she had as a number 13 child and with parents who had both high expectations but you know firm firm support uh given to her and all the, the rest of the siblings children um that there that she had this the, the, the that support and i, I think um she knows it, that that's 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 what helped her through, and actually, as much mm-hmm. as that helped her through, the letters that she heard from from thousands of Americans, she said, were a source of solace to her when she in those first weeks and months after the hearings that she, the, the, the 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 American or the the public spoke to her in a way which also inspired her to become really ultimately a spokesperson for you know gender equality. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are going to see this movie. Who do you are, are? Are you kind of secretly really hoping see this this movie? Is there some demographic that you're really hoping gets in there? Well, one I actually it's it's the it's the uh, uh, my target audience is is the, the 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 young people who were born after the hearings. It's the they're you know, the the late teens and even teens because they're affected by the issue, you know of you know, gender issues in any high school and junior high, you know. And, um, but uh, but particularly young young people coming up into uh, into college, the workplace, uh, or the military, um, that, that mm-hmm. they will uh, know that they have rights, they have protections, and um, these issues, however, are ongoing, and that they can make a difference by standing up and giving voice the way she finally did after ni- in 91. And I think that, that you know, 
Anita speaks a lot about everyone find, you know, finding their voice because your voice gives you freedom, which until 91, she kept this, the issue of her treatment and sexual harassment really, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to herself, as most women and men did before, before, after, until 91. You just didn't talk about it. Oh, you just put up that's why this film is so important because you think you know the story, but you have really no idea. And it's so beautifully laid out. There's so many aspects. Uh, you know, the, the, the fathers who now have daughters who who learned so much through this experience that they didn't. You know, fathers love their daughters. They don't want them to 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 go through this. And at some point, I guess I didn't even realize that this was happening. So even to see the impact of men in general and the, the, the shift and change and, and not wanting this to happen to, to their daughters or future daughters or granddaughters was uh, yes. um, just as emotional to me as well. Yes, yes, all that, yes. I mean, and the fa- I love the first letter that we just anecdotally pulled out of that, you know, that uh, file cabinet. It was from a man who so eloquently in a few sentences talked about her importance, and this was written seven days after the hearing. You know, the, in other mm-hmm. words, people were very moved by what they saw and, and appreciated the issue that she was, that she was asked to sp- put a spotlight on, you know. Right. And um, that's very, I mean, the eloquence of the ordinary person is just quite moving, I feel. And I think she was well, very moved by them, yes, so... Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful it. film. It's an absolutely beautiful film, and I would, I, I hope it's in libraries and archives for generations and generations to come because it's just so well done. I enjoyed it. it. It runs 76 minutes. Really, I felt like it was 15 minutes. It was, yeah. it was <laughs> I was just engulfed in it. I was, there was never any kind of like downtime or anything like that. It just, it just flowed, and and and, and I felt so good when when it was over. I was just, I was tweeting about it and I was, you know, letting people know this is going to come out on the 4th and you've got to go see it and, you know, it's, it's not an all-women movie. Take your sons, take your husbands, take your brothers, uh, take your daughters for sure. Take your family because I feel it's really intergenerational in the extent that, mm-hmm. you know, if you took grandmothers and fathers and and, ch- and the, the, the grandchildren or son or daughter, that you could have a con- there's a conversation that, that takes place because this is very personal. We all work, you know, and, and what, how are you behave, how are you treated, and yeah, it's very different for, or maybe it's the same. I've heard men say that they too were subjected to kind of you know uncomfortable you know things that they couldn't do anything about before '91, you know, and, and so it's mm-hmm. it's it's something that's very re- relevant to our lives and something that uh, we can make sure it's a positive that, that we can do something that that really makes our lives better, you know, as working women and men and, and people who, who serve and who go, you know, who go off into the world, yeah. So, yeah, thank you so much for that idea. Yeah, I, I keep thinking, you know, daughters and dads, you know, dad, dads and daughters should go, moms and sons, mm-hmm. and, you know, the whole family mm-hmm. uh, can, can uh, really have a great time. But thank you. Oh, I love what you're doing. It's going to be a, a great film for Mother's Day. It's going to be a, a great film for Father's Day. It's going to be. It's it, it's just one of those that is really just going to stand the the, the test of time. And, and like I said, I, I just really feel like everybody should see it because you think you know, but you really don't have any idea. It really reminds you of where we've been and how far we've come, and, and you know, to to some degree, you know, still how how far we have to go. But at least we're moving um, in the right direction. And and so lucky that we aren't. 
subject to those rules back from 1991. We're so much better off for that, and, and so are so many women around the world. Yes, yes, and and still there is work to be done, as you say, and and but that we have a great example of what can happen. You know, when one person stands up really and gives voice to something that we all experience. You know, as difficult as as it was for her, but uh, she felt also, you know, she felt a duty when asked mm-hmm. to be, you know, when asked because you know that's part of the story because she was maligned, I think, at that time because there was a misunderstanding. Why didn't she speak up before and all that? In fact, she never intended. Anita never intended to have a public airing of of her experience, um, right? With uh, you know nominee Thomas, and, and that it was really she was in front of the cameras, you know, because she was subpoenaed. You know, so she, she was a reluctant witness, but a very good witness, um, and, and a very um, believable witness. And you know, it, it makes you think when you're watching this, you know. I, you know, sometimes you're thinking, well, better her than me. I don't know what I would have done if I was in that same situation. I don't know if I could have gone through all of that. I don't know if I could have endured all of that. But yes. really, luckily, she was the right messenger. It might not have seemed like it at the time, but, but she really was the right messenger for for, for that uh, change. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, we couldn't have written a fictional character <laughs> as good as a, real, mm-hmm. as a real character. I mean, it just couldn't be more perfectly um, ready for that, that, for Absolutely. that time and, and place. And uh, she spoke with such eloquence and such um, clarity um, that she's a role model. For, she's a role, great role model for all of us, yes. That's right, and, and, and just a wonderful person, as are you, Frida Mock. I really appreciate that you took the time. <laughs> You're such a, a, a busy woman and, and, a, and a role model in your own right, and I just really appreciate you taking the time and coming on and talking with us about this. And I really want to encourage everyone to get out and see Anita Speaking Truth to Power, a fantastic, fantastic film. It'll be the best 76 minutes of your life, I tell you, and it'll just fly by. So great. Thank it's you again, Frida, for coming on. It's 77 on. minutes. Yeah, 77 minutes. minutes. Okay. Well, yeah, it, so it, it seemed like the best 16 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Terrific. <laughs> it, 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 just, it just flies by, though, I'll, I'll tell you. It's just uh, um, so engrossing and so riveting, and it just takes you back to that time. And, and, and if you weren't around during that time, if you can't remember, you're really going to be surprised that we stack like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Terrific. Thank you so much, Lori. I love what everything well, you say. Well, and just, just keep talking like that, I think. And your listeners will well, say, yes, fine. I'm going. Yes, your <laughs> listeners, you know, I, I think they'll, they'll, yeah, as long as they keep coming, they'll keep, they'll keep the, the film at Sundance Cinemas for a long, long time, which is what we hope. And yes, yes, in oh, the long run, that. we want the film to ultimately, you know, be used in, in schools, you know, and for rich discussion, mm-hmm. uh, for rich discussion, mm-hmm. discussion on on rights of men and women, you know, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, we will be right back. Again, for coming on again, Anita is a 
very powerful film that's going to be in Sundance theaters, and you can find it around wherever you're going to be locally. You just check your listings. It is released on April 4th, 2014, and we want to go out today with Solana. Solana is a local Seattle artist. She was a member of the 5252 Project. I think she won week two or three or four, one of those. This is her new song called Letting Go. Solana was raised out in the San Juan Islands, and she just really has a tremendous story of, of being raised by artists out there. And you can go back in the archives and, and check out our interview with Solana. We want to again thank Freedom Mock for coming on. You can find out more information about Solana at londontonemusic.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Way Radio for more great music and interviews. We're on the air 24-7, 365. Have a great day.
Seattle Wave Radio. Your Seattle, your scene.